All right. We are freaking live, boy. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Part-Time Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gross. Welcome back to the show, guys. And again, the Part-Time Hunter Podcast, all thanks to you that are listening out there that are just like myself, have a nine-to-five friends, family, and stuff that gets in the way, especially right now of turkey season. Gosh, man. Who... Ladies, if you're listening to this, if you're if your husband's playing this in the truck or if you're on the way to dinner, good gracious, man. You, you guys get out in your friend groups and let people know like who plans a wedding in March or April or even like the first or second week of May. We're trying to get out there and get these birds on the ground, dog. So like how can we do that if we're stuck at a wedding? Especially on a beautiful Saturday. I mean, come on, man. You know, do do it for the boys. Do it for your guy listening to this podcast. Stop planning weddings and stuff. It's it's miserable. But that's just, that's just a PSA. No, guys, just a super, you know, huge thanks goes out to you guys that are listening and giving me reviews and feedback. That's the whole reason why we do this. No commercials, no BS, no filler. Just a good, pure hunting podcast. So, again, thanks for tuning in. I've got me a couple of ice-cold bush lights with the walleye on top because it is the super special edition collectors whatever this has got a walleye on it said bush light so we picked her up at the store ice cold 30 rack ready to go so boy that's better but i wanted to bring you guys just a quick podcast this episode is going to be so just a cool recap of the the georgia spring turkey season opener and goodness gracious, alive, man. It took forever to get here, it seemed like, because NWTF hits, you know, the first or second week of February every year, and it just gets you amped up and super hot and heavy going for turkey season. You bought a new call, or you bought that new Mr. Fox vest or a shotgun or some TSS, and Lord knows we've been shooting some TSS around here recently. So if you haven't checked out the YouTube, Mojo Buck Productions, which uh, this hunt recap I'm about to lay on you guys, this, this full hunt, yeah, it got filmed on multiple angles, just, I'm not going to run it for you. It was freaking awesome. So you can definitely want to go check out the YouTube channel and maybe give it a sub, man. You know, check out the videos and see if you learned something or like a video. Hit subscribe. It helps me out. So anyway, but yeah, so the opener finally got here on April Fool's Day of all things. So obviously we lined up a weekend to take off because uh, I'm just like you guys. I have a nine to five. I, I'm a, a Toyota uh, employee here at the local store. I'm an online manager. So I pretty much talk to people all day about you trying to talk them into making bad decisions. No, just kidding. Just trying to get them information, selling vehicles, whatnot. So typically I work every other Saturday. Uh, I do have vacations, so I line that up carefully with, you know, what my wife has going on and and trying to make plans for vacation and all that stuff. So obviously I do try to take a turkey trip, which we're going to preview that here at the end of the podcast. But lined up the Saturday, April 1st, talked to Dad, you know, had this piece of private ground that's local to us. And, and man, we were just riled up and had a ton of trail cam pictures and, and all kind of stuff. So we, we definitely knew the inventory of birds. Uh, we do know of three mature toms that we've got on camera. So logically, you know, the limit here in Georgia is two apiece. But obviously on this piece of property, we're kind of limited on the number of mature birds. There's definitely, you know, some Jake's up-and-coming birds. So we kind of have it in our head that we're going to take two birds this year. You know, it's one apiece. You know, leave a definite mature long beard and then the several Jake's to run around and and do their thing, and and you know, Georgia season for as long as I've been around. I mean, ever since we started. I mean, when I was in you know sixth, seventh grade, you know, with my dad, you know, cutting teeth on the the Primos Truth videos and all those cool you know hunter specialties calls and 
all that stuff that Walmart had in the hunting aisle, you know, that's what we cut our teeth on in turkey hunting. And, and, uh, it's always been the third Saturday in March for us. So when it, you know, when the DNR bumped it back to, you know, the first Saturday in April, it, it's really, I mean, yeah, it's for a good reason for population decline and to get these birds breeding earlier and all that good stuff. But man, it just really was a kick in the nuts. You know, when you're seeing all these people get to go in Mississippi and Alabama and I'm super selfish guys. Yeah, I go, yeah, I know. Just put it in the review. I, I am selfish. I love to hunt turkeys and it just sucks being on the sideline, having to watch all these guys post on social media. So, and I don't know if you're like me, but I love turkey hunting YouTube videos, especially this time of year. Like, so from, you know, January to now, I'm just consuming all of these pattern videos, call videos, product reviews, you know, the guys that are hitting it early in, in Florida and heading out to uh, Mississippi that opened, you know, right after that. And so the earliest, you know, southern states get to take their first whack at these few birds. So obviously, guys, you know, we're looking at Dave Owens, the hunting public, um, you know, Shane Simpson, Catman, all the YouTube channels that are getting to, you know, kick off the season and slam these birds in the dirt. Man, it's just freaking it's tough, man. It gets me in my soul. And, and so I'm sitting here and, you know, I kind of, you know, become a little kid and I'm like, you know what? I'm not watching any turkey hunt videos until, you know, I either witness a bird die or I shoot a bird myself. So up until, you know, we get that monkey off our back per se, I really am kind of selfish on watching YouTube. So I'll try to, you know, film afternoons or if I'm watching YouTube, I'll try to watch some how to's or some different videos that are not turkey related because until I until I get a bird myself or like I said film one or I'm right there with the guy shooting it really kind of irks me like I really I get bothered about that and I've always wondered if I'm the only one or if you guys would like that too sorry I had to keep my whistle wet on this one but no so I I'm like I don't know if anybody out you guys can answer this like does anybody else out there get super jealous when they see other people shooting turkeys so they take a break from YouTube turkey hunting until they themselves harvest a bird and then you're like okay now I can go back and watch YouTube hunting again <laughs> or am I the only guy that does that I just get super butthurt and I'm like damn it I'm not watching any more turkey videos but now nah, that was definitely me up until this weekend so to recap it we're up here in North Georgia uh, just below Chattanooga you know right here in Dalton and, and me and dad look forward to it every year and we try to go together and uh, it's just a tradition we do. We like to go in the woods together. And we this year was kind of cool. We flipped a coin on Friday night, which I had this little mojo. Excuse me. I had this little mojo coin that we flipped. And I let him call it in the air. And, and uh, you know, the lucky dog hit whew, the lucky dog hit heads. And, man, he was going to be behind the gun. And I was going to be behind the camera, which ultimately was fair. Because on this piece of property, I took the only mature bird uh, out there last year. And, we you know, Dad didn't kill a bird last year. So, it was only fair, you know, I, and, and, you know, shamefully, I do like to get the content for the YouTube channel anyway. So went ahead and put him behind the gun. Now, Dad has a custom-built uh, 20 gauge also, the Burst Fast Fire. It's kind of like a secondary version of my gun, Steve, you know, Steven's 301. So he has the same gun. So his gun was dialed in. He was patterned up. He's ready to go. We go ahead and take off super early. And, and going into Friday night here in our area, just a crazy, you know, Typical, you know, spring weather, you know, crazy thunderstorm rolls through, high wind, you know, thundering, starting at, I believe it was three in the morning, going to last all the way till pretty much when we were going to get up till like six o'clock and on. So me and dad were like, hey, you know, we're not going to try to haul off in there with it raining or thunderstorming. And we're not hunting a blind, guys. We're sitting up under a, a tree together. So we're, you know, I've got rain gear and he's got rain gear and I've got a camera and we weren't trying to get up out there and, and get up under a thunderstorm by no means. So 
you know, this piece of property, not anybody else can hunt it. It's just me and dad. So, you know, we weren't trying to get in there and booger something or be miserable for no reason because these birds aren't really going anywhere. You know, they're, they're there whenever, until we hunt them. So, uh, luckily enough, we, you know, know their patterns and kind of know what they like to do. So anyway, he called me about six o'clock. I'm like, Hey, you know, you up? He's like, yeah, I'm up. We're, we're rolling around. And, and it, it was, it's still pouring rain and kind of thundering in the background. So he's like, Hey, you know, let's play it by ear. You know, I'll be in your driveway here in a little bit and we'll, we'll get a game plan. So I say, okay, cool. I'm going to hit snooze till about six forty-five, and we'll get up and reassess. So by seven o'clock, he's on my front porch, texts me, uh, I'm, I'm up, you know, getting camis on, we're getting ready to go, and we get in the garage, get a game plan, and so our game plan was, you know, it's kind of a creek bottom that runs through this property, uh, you know, wide open hardwoods, especially in this neck of the woods, it is getting greener, and it is starting to bloom out more, but it's still very open. When you're sitting on the ground in, in these trees, which you definitely should have done, guys, if you're going to scout or do anything pre turkey hunting you should be out listening and scouting and looking for signs so you know what you're going into unless you're going into a place blind or public land or whatever so we know definitely sitting on the ground it's going to be wide open uh you know we're trying to beat the wind because we had a, a strong wind advisory sweeping through here you know it was going to get up to you know gusts of 20 miles an hour plus i believe it was on that saturday this last saturday april 1st so we uh we meet up in the driveway we get together get over to the property we're walking in, uh, the birds are starting to chirp and already, you know, get going. So that's kind of a sign that as a turkey hunter, you know, when the birds are already chirping, the songbirds and the, the woods are waking up, that's kind of like, okay, we got to get, we got to get where we're going because stuff's about to, you know, potentially gobble time's coming around and turkeys may be on the ground already. So kind of lucky in that way because the high wind and the rain during the night, you know, probably kept them in a tree a little bit longer. So we, we snuck around and took a long way around this property and got under this tree where it was a, a bigger base of, I forget what kind of tree it was, guys, probably an oak tree or something, but we get under it, you know, I'm shoulder to shoulder with him. I've got, uh, you know, at this point, I had pretty much just my GoPro at this point because my, my camera, my big camera is not waterproof, and I didn't know how quick this hunt was going to be, so I had my GoPro on my shoulder, which is another great point. If you're going to get out there and hunt, you know, use your phone or your GoPro if you're not comfortable enough having your full-blown big rig camera set up out there in the rain. So had a GoPro, we're sitting there listening, um, we got in the woods right about seven ish, seven ten, and we're sitting at this pine or this big oak tree we're sharing the, the base of, and you know, dad's looking down this holler, this this big open hardwood, and and pow, you know, we hear that first bird hammer off. So just like we talked about, it's still, you know, kind of early in the morning. We're trying to fill out the situation. I didn't immediately call back. Uh oh, actually, before that, I'm completely screwing up the story. We're sitting at the base of a tree. I did put out a half-strut Jake decoy uh, about 35 yards away-ish, you know, in this open spot in this hardwood because in this particular area, what we have seen in the trail cam pictures and, and some from you know, observations and whatnot, these these toms that are in here are very, I mean, obviously very territorial. Big tom, mature turkeys hate jakes. Anywhere near food sources or anywhere near, you know, where they like to be, mingle around with these hens, they, they run jakes off and give them hell. So, Obviously, you know, vice versa, if it's a gang of jakes going around some toms, you know, jakes can be very, you know, territorial as well. But I knew that just putting a jake decoy out by itself, no hens, no, none of that, just a jake decoy would, you know, potentially suck one in if they were trying to hang up on us. So I did that, and then I pulled out my hoot stick. I think it's a Harrison hoot stick. Uh, bought it off Shields a couple years ago. It's a, it's a freaking game changer. I love doing the old, 
You know, I love, you know, obviously hooting with your mouth is fun and all that, and guys do it, but I just I just don't see me being as realistic as one of those hoot sticks and, and conquering that. Oh, my Lord, dude, has changed the game about how I locate turkeys, especially during the day. Grabbing that hoot stick and getting her going. Anyway, long story short, I gave a couple of a uh, couple of sections on the on the hoot stick, and I finally did the the little old laugh, you know, that the the barred owls do. Like, wah, 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 you know, you give them one of those. Obviously, it sounds better on the hoot stick. And and uh, actually, you know what? Hold on just a second. One second, guys. I've actually got this hoot stick behind us here. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Just so you can hear it, you know, if I'm sitting here by it, I might as well, might as well give you a. So I gave him, you know, one of these, like, you know, I did all that, no response yet, and then I gave him the old, you know, the old laugh, the the barred owl laugh. As soon as I hit that, we're gonna lay that thing down. Candace loves that call. That's another reason to get one, guys, and annoy your wife with it. But, no, we, we gave him that little laugh, you know, sequence through the hoot stick, immediately cut it off, and I was like, oh, yeah, first one of the season. Dude, it is such a freaking feeling to get that first, you know, gobble of the season, let alone, like, let's just back up here. Like, being in the turkey woods again with my turkey vest on, the smell of spring, the birds are coming alive after a fresh rain all night with my dad, you know, to top it off, you know, being with my best friend, my dad out there. Dude, I was truly like baptized in spring turkey season, and I truly, truly remembered why, you know, we just, we dream about this all year. You know, turkey hunters are different, dude. We just love being out there, the process, you know, and the cool part is like, we could have just totally been done at that point. I could have heard a couple gobbles, been out there with dad, and we could have went and got breakfast, dude. I was good. You know, we don't have to kill a bird every time, but anyway, that bird was hammering. I get back to the tree with dad, you know, like I said, we're about 30 yards, 35 yards away from this decoy. And uh, I let the birds do their thing. At one point, we had two birds coming from the right up the creek, and then we had a bird that came down from a ridge that kind of joined them. So in, you know, in one morning sit, which is something you guys should be doing. If you're out in the turkey woods, you should be listening. Like You should know the terrain of where you're at. Uh, you should know kind of the typical movements of the turkeys in your area. Now, I know public land, you may not have all that much time out there, but you should be out there in the mornings and the evenings, listening because you don't always have to visually see a turkey to have him paint a picture in your mind and that's kind of hard to describe to a you know a non-turkey hunter but you know, like in this case we're like okay so we got two toms working in from the right and the reason we know that is because i hit one sequence on my mouth call you know gave him a little bit short you know not not a tree yelp but a really conservative yelp sequence they they cut it off and you know turkeys when they're normally really close to each other and one gobbles the other one's going to gobble too typically Unless you got another bird that's very subordinate and not vocal and kind of hanging back. That that can happen too. That can surprise you. But these birds typically travel together from what we've seen. And, you know, one was like, pop, you know, it was, you know, definitely two gobbles, two different birds. So we're like, okay, we got two toms working in to the right, not necessarily close, you know, probably within a hundo. And we got a bird off to the left on this big ridge working its way down. Because his gobble was, was still good, but it was kind of, you know, muffled. He's... He's making his way down, but he's not here yet. So as the morning went on, uh, we we didn't really get drizzled on. The rain was pretty much out of there, but the wind was a little bit of a factor. So between 7 and, you know, 
I would say 745. Those birds were responsive to calls. And again, I wasn't trying to overcall, but I definitely wanted to keep tabs on these birds. And it seemed like they were working from right to left, you know, almost back to the ridge from where that third bird came. And at one point, uh, and this is this is a huge thing to know where you're setting up at. So we knew this hardwood. We wanted the high ground in this particular setup. So we had our decoy on this rise, and as it fed down to the creek bottom, it kind of took a dip. And I'm talking a gradual dip, maybe 25, 30 yards out, and it went to another, you know, wide open bottom that eventually fed into the creek. So with all that going on, we kind of knew like, okay, so we want to put our decoy, you know, off to the right, you know, and this is another, you know, call it a pro tip, whatever you want to call it. If you like to hunt with a decoy, if you're trying to hunt with a decoy to film or whatever the purpose is, don't line your decoy up directly with your line of sight where the birds, where you think they're going to come from. Now, I know, obviously, you can't read a turkey's brain, and turkeys be doing what turkeys be doing. I mean, obviously, they do what they want. But if you're going to set a decoy out, set it to your immediate left or right. Don't set it directly out in front of you, because if that turkey comes up from whatever direction, and sometimes they do crazy stuff, you don't want them to silhouette yourself against that turkey decoy. So you don't want him to immediately you know, come into a field or come up a rise or come down a hill, whatever the case is in your terrain, you don't want that turkey to, like, be looking around that decoy and immediately see you with a gun or a camera or something. That's just, you know, if you've got the time and if you do want to put a decoy out, listen to me. Put it off to the left or right. Don't put it right in front of you. Trust me, it'll pay dividends. So in this scenario, we put it off to the right of us, and immediately, you know, they couldn't see it. From what we were getting and what we were hearing, they were down in that creek bottom, staying really close to the creek, first thing in the morning. Uh, we definitely knew that there was hens down there because Dad saw one, you know, a hen dart by through the trees down below us, going to our, you know, like I said, from right to left, sound like they were going back up to the ridge from where we were sitting. So basically in this scenario, we, we kind of played it cool, just kind of let the moment play out. Because again, guys, the woods look like deer season with a few there's a few green bushes around, but ultimately you could we could have stood up and probably seen those turkeys. So there was no reason to get up and be aggressive. This is opening day, you know, really just more or less kind of seeing what's going on, not being super aggressive on calling. Uh, you know, they were very responsive. Now, obviously, these turkeys were definitely in the mood, but, you know, I called one time, and at one time it sounded like they had worked their way way far to the to our, our left and uh, and got back to the ridge. So... In this case, visually, without seeing all the turkeys and actually not seeing the, the toms at this point, in our mind, we're like, okay, they, they came down, they congregated, they got with hens, and, you know, once I called back and established that they were, you know, answering me, the hens eventually took them off. So, at that point, it was about, I think we hung with them till about, you know, 8, 8.30, 8.15. Me and Dad actually went up the ridge at one point. Went up, we went up this this older trail that we keep open that was burned, I think, at some point last year, and... We use it for deer hunting and whatnot, but we got in these, these you know, thicker, you know, kind of planted pines type deal scenario on top of this ridge. And and that's another thing I want to tell you guys. Obviously, if you've done your homework and you know these turkeys, you have cameras out and you kind of know in what point of the day and kind of places they like to hang out. Obviously, after a fresh rain, turkeys are going to want to be getting dry, you know, strutting, getting their feathers aired out, looking for fresh bugs and food plots or, you know, scraping you know, pine thickets, looking for grubs. I can't tell you how many times we, you know, sat up that Saturday and I kicked some leaves out from where I was going to sit down and I saw those crazy-looking centipede bugs. They were everywhere. So, obviously, turkeys love bugs, love worms, all that kind of stuff. So, we were all in turkey territory. So, we go up this ridge, get in these pines, like I mentioned. At one point, we're making a move. Uh, we were just conservatively, you know, yelping every once in a while. I'm talking like every, like, 20, 30 minutes just to 
try to pinpoint something. I was hitting the owl call probably more than I was an actual turkey call because you don't want to let that gobbler know exactly where you're at until you're ready to sit down and set up. So having him gobble off an owl call gives you the advantage. You know, you didn't pinpoint or identify yourself as a turkey, so you don't have to just hunker down right there. That He didn't zone in on you from an owl call. That happens all the time. So, again, another reason to get you a hoot stick. Great investment. So we set up, you know, walking around. It's, it's getting to be almost 10-ish. Uh, we're making our way. Something cool that happened, which you guys will actually see in the video, is we're walking down this, this super worn-out deer trail, kind of where these, these pines meet up, and it's like a natural, I don't even know what, like a natural little walkway through this pine ridge top, and we're walking out it. Dad's like, hey, let's walk this ridge line out. Let's get to, uh, you know, where my secondary camera was, and we'll make our way down the gravel road and try to, try to get back to the house. He was, uh, Mom had a to-do list for him. He had to do some pine straw, and I was going to go get some breakfast and come back eventually. But So we're making our way out this, this ridge top, and these, these two deer, like, literally feed their way within. I could have threw, threw a turkey call at them. I mean, they were 15 yards away. And what was crazy is the whole time we were, you know, staying super still. We were just in the wide open. We are just staying super still next to these pine trees. These deer feed all the way up to us, 15 yards out. And lo and behold, their mama, this big old slickhead, was right behind us in this thicket. And, buddy, as soon as she let out, they let out. But it scared the shit out of us because we didn't know she was standing behind us. Now, she didn't blow or nothing. She really, I mean, they didn't really know what we were. I'm talking like we were full-blown, you know, North Mountain Gear pullovers, gloves, you know, mass, the whole nine yards. We were in turkey mode, so we're camming out. And that doe just completely exploded out of that little thicket behind us. And, buddy, the, her two, you know, one looked like a maybe a, a second-year doe and one was like a yearling. And they, they freaked the F out. They got the shit out of there. And that was crazy. And I actually got it on GoPro. I'm going to try to zoom that in on the footage. I need to edit that tonight. But anyway, we're getting down a rabbit hole. So dad, dad cuts out. We get back down, uh, get, get him situated. I go to Bojangles, uh, get the old standard Cajun filet, chicken biscuit, egg and cheese combo, seasoned fries. I think I got Dr. Pepper. That's your typical turkey go-to. If you're out in the turkey woods, you get success, you get your ass whipped, go get you a Cajun filet with the cheese, the egg. Do it upright, boys. That's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> let's take another sip of this beer. All right. So we get back. Dad was like, hey, you know, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to go back in the woods and try to sit in these sit in these pines with these turkeys. And, and like, I should have known better, but I was so amped up to be in the turkey woods, and I was just I was just full of it, dude. I was wanting to catch these birds moving around. And I knew the path of travel, you know, if I'm, if I'm a turkey, I'm trying to stay out in the wind, I may go get dried off in a food plot or whatever and bug a little bit. But then ultimately, as the day moves on, maybe I breed a hen or two, I'm probably going to get my, my big, you know, strutting butt out of the wind, you know, because that's aggravating to a turkey. You know, if you see them out west, they roost. They roost, you know, against the wind because they don't want those the wind to blow up their feathers and make them cold. So turkeys don't really like to be out in this crazy high wind stuff. So I'm getting in these pine bottoms, these creek bottoms, you know, where they typically like to hang out, get out of the wind. And, man, let me tell you what, dude. I was hanging on for dear life up here in North Georgia, dude. It was absolutely blowing and going the whole freaking day. So I'm sitting there trying to stay into it. I mean, you, you could have called till you was you blew a lung out or you rubbed your striker all the way down to a nub like a number two pencil back in high school. I mean, dude, you could have done – whatever you wanted to, and it would not have made a difference. Now, I did hear a distant gobble on the very back end side of the ridge, which we didn't go into, luckily, because, like I said, we're not having to 
you know, we're not super trying to go after these birds super aggressive. This is not the last day of season or something. And we're, we're kind of playing it cool. We're, we're kind of more observing and hearing and listening. And if we end up having to kill one, then boom, you know, that's always great. But I heard a couple distant gobbles between wind, wind gusts and, Dude, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. You know that old saying. You know, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there, dude. There, <laughs> I did like a little mini. You know, midday interview on the GoPro, and I did have my big camera at this time. I went to the house and, and recharged and, and got back out there. I was out there from one o'clock to six twenty. And tell me if I'm not crazy, boys. In a twenty mile an hour per wind, off and on gust day in North Georgia, no turkey action. I sat out there from one to six twenty, dude. I was. Oof, man, I, I was trying to I was put my hours in. I'm trying to get out there, trying to grind it out, trying to enjoy every second of it because it's my weekend. I'm like you guys. I got work Monday morning, so I'm trying to enjoy that, trying to squeeze a lemon and get the good out of this day. So you're not going to kill them at home watching YouTube. You got to be out there, boys. You got to be out there with the turkeys. And if nothing else, maybe I'd see one go to roost or hear one or something like that. But I did hear a distant gobble. You know, he gave me a couple, pow, pow, you know, back you know, he was probably at 200 yards at that point, and it was, you know, with the wind going, Lord knows really if that was direction I was hearing because I was in the pine thicket, and he was up on the ridge. So I kind of put that mentally in my brain, okay, they hang out there. You know, at some point I may need that information. But long story short, 620 rolls around. My wife's texting me, hey, you know, we're eating dinner, blah, blah, blah. So I walked out of there. I kind of got my, my, my ass whipped. Dad was probably the smartest one and went and pine strawed and probably took a nap and had a good rest of the day when I was out there struggling. So... Day one's over. April 1st is done. Opening day of turkey season 23 has concluded. And, you know, we're kind of licking our wounds at this point. We're like, okay, so, you know, what are we going to do? So the plan was for day two, which was Sunday, April 2nd, obviously. Me and Dad that night, we got a game plan of, okay, so we know they like to hang next to that creek. We know they hung out more in the bottom part of the hardwoods versus being up on the top where we were not saying that they're not where we were sitting later on in the day but in the first part of the day it seems like they're flying down getting with their hens figuring out what's going on and they like to be in the bottom more than they do over where we were now there was there was fresh scratching where we were but i think that was you know maybe a midday point or an afternoon point for maybe going back to roost or something else so we did get the intel from the opening day the hunt before, that they do like to be closer to the creek. So we took that knowledge, ran with it, and in, in the dark, in the next morning, now, dude, I'm telling you, April 2nd will be a day that is etched in my brain for a long time, probably forever, until I, you know, either lose my mind or die or something, because I'm, I'm telling you, dude, that that hunt was, it was awesome. It was something special to be with my dad and to, and to let alone capture that on video, dude. Like, I'm getting into it. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, we get out, we get in super early, you know, it's still super dark, everything's super quiet, not a whole lot of wind, maybe two or three mile an hour, you know, like a typical spring morning, uh, just super, super calm, just a, a night and day experience from the morning before, you know, when the thunderstorm rolled through. So we get out there nice and early. Uh, there was actually a perfectly placed fallen tree down there by the creek on the on the far right side of the of the property boundary. And it, it was it was a super huge old tree that had fell over, and the cool part was at the very top it split into two, I would say probably three-foot-wide, you know, sections that branched off of it. So the way it's sitting on the ground, it made a perfect V for me and Dad to, like, get in and sit down. And the cool part was the front part of the branch or the log that we were laying in front of or sitting in front of was just high enough where he could get his gun on it. Not perfectly, but he could lean his gun up there. And the back part 
was actually covering, you know, it was a little higher. It was actually up off the ground, you know, not, you know, helping us not silhouette my camera and my head and then dad leaning up with his head. So it was a perfect scenario for a bird to come either from our right, you know, the right side loop around or come in from the front. And if they were looking dead on at us, they're just seeing a big, a big piece of tree. They're not seeing us silhouetted out in the open in the hardwoods. And, and that was kind of what we were talking about. We're like, okay, so if they do what they did yesterday, we're going to set this big blowed up jet decoy way on out there, you know, 35 yards. Don't put it dead in front of us. We're going to kind of play it conservative with calling again because obviously if they have hens immediately, you know, the worst thing you can do is, you know, over and over and over and over in a box call or whatever you got going on. Just play it conservative. See what's going on. Let them show you their hand first before you make a move. And obviously in this in this property, it's not a place we can just get up and, and make a move because it's so open. So we kind of had to be in a central spot where they like to be, but yet, you know, we could dip off in the creek, make a move around on the right, stay in the creek bottom, or we could let them move off and do a big circle. We, we had options, so we had plan B, C, and D like I was telling you about. So the morning... The morning starts to open up. I'm getting my camera going. I'm checking it. You know, Dad's still behind the gun. He asked me if he, we wanted to flip the coin again or if I wanted to hunt. I was like, no, nah, you know, I, it's no big deal. You didn't shoot a bird last year. I'd rather get the footage anyway. Just stay behind the gun. And we'll, you know, obviously I had Marvin with me. And, uh, you know, if 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 somebody else wanted to play, I was going to quickly leave the camera on record and grab Marvin and, you know, send one to the dome with somebody. But <laughs> anyway, we're sitting there letting the morning just, just completely – open up in front of us dude i mean what a freaking gorgeous this is the whole the whole thing of it you're sitting there it's getting a little bit lighter just like an inch at a time and the birds are waking up and the smell of the spring and the birds are going dude i mean there's there's literally nothing better in the springtime than doing that especially with your dad so we're sitting out there you know we did hear the first gobble hard right sounds like he's coming down from the ridge we're like okay that's probably that uh, singular bird or maybe it's the twins you know the twins that we saw on camera so here we go, boys. Let's go. So I talked to Dad. I was like, hey, heard that gobble off to your right. You know, be ready. Be looking. And, uh, you know, would you like me to call or would you like me to just to, to chill? He's like, let's just chill for now. Let's just see what goes on. I said, okay, perfect. My thoughts, too. So we got the camera rolling. I got everything focused. Uh, I did see a silhouette of a turkey coming around the winding creek off in front of us. And it looked like a hen, but it was so far out in between these two trees, I really couldn't tell. And I was like, man, that looks like a – I said – Excuse me. I said, Dad, turkey off to the front left, you know, my, my left right here. He's like, I don't see it. You know, I was like, well, it looks like a hen. Maybe she's just chilling. So turkey doesn't come in, stays out there to the left in the woods. Gobbler still giving us a few courtesy gobbles off to the right. It sounded like he hit this opening that's kind of off to our far right that kind of funnels into this creek bottom. And he gave like two, you know, almost within 30 seconds of each other. Pow! You know, I was like, oh, man, he's a... Uh, he may be in the mood this morning. He may have took his, uh, you know, he may have actually took a Viagra instead of a Claritin this morning because he is ready to freaking rock and roll. So he's doing his thing, and then lo and behold, another hen. So we've got three turkeys that we know of in the vicinity of us pretty quick. So there's a hen coming off to the right. I get her on film. She actually starts calling. I mean, that's the most beautiful Yelp section, you know, sequence you've ever heard of. So she's calling. You know, giving them like five or six notes, and then the hen, or well, what we thought was a turkey off to the left was a hen, because she also starts calling. So, guys, listen. So when when God gives you an ace card, like in this case, like you know, if you're playing blackjack and you've got an eighteen, 
just don't put God, be smart here. You know, take take the hands you get. So obviously we're sitting here, decoys out, you know, out in, in gun range. We've got a hen off to the left, yelp sequence, hen off to the right, also giving in the beans, and then we've got old, you know, bowling ball back behind us that we we haven't seen yet. Just just gobbling his brains out. So in this scenario, don't take your damn call out. Just let the morning unfold. Let stuff happen in front of you. Because at that point, what if I had been super aggressive on a call? What if I'd been crazy on a call and those hands would have sucked into him and took him back up the ridge? Because that's definitely what could have happened. So instead, I'm like, hey, Dad, you know, there's hens, there's hens in front of us. She's kind of making... She's kind of making her way semi over to the decoy in that direction. You know, maybe he can see her, you know, where he's at, and maybe he's going to suck right in, and maybe he'll see the decoy, and, you know, we'll see. He's like, yeah, we're good. You know, just be ready. So we're sitting there. We're getting ready. And, buddy, wouldn't you just freaking know that that long beard just immediately, you know, like a big, you know, locomotive making its way through, you know, a western prairie, dude, just, just steaming his way through the woods. It's just like... He parted the Red Sea walking through that those leaves in that hardwood bottom. Just immediately, zoom, just straight. I'm talking like a meat missile. Just off to, <laughs> off to my dad's right. I'm like, Dad, Tom to the right. And you could probably hear that in, in the footage, which you guys got to check this video out. It's incredible. So this Tom is sucking in harder than anything in the world, dude, like a cruise missile, sucking right in this decoy. Dad is, you know, I, it, Dad probably wanted to swing on it, but I was like, hey, just chill just we're, we're good right here we're good right here so th- this turkey just beelines it to old you know avian x three-quarter strut jake here buddy wouldn't you know it he does like two semi-circles around him neck stretched out flogs him twice he's jumping on his back trying to give him a piggyback ride dude it, wouldn't you know it it's everything that my dad has in his in his body not to just drop the hammer on this dude because especially after the day before which is something that that made this moment so much sweeter because it was only, you know, we probably heard all this. We've been sitting there since probably 620. So we've been sitting in the dark since 620. It's about 725 at this point. So we've been there probably an hour just trying to be really quiet, really still, letting the woods, you know, come alive in front of us. And especially after I had put in, you know, six, seven hours, 10 hours a day before, you know, wouldn't it just be so hard not to just drop the hammer on this jelly head just right in front of us? And I'm like, in the whole time, Dad is is beating down on this gobbler right here. I'm like, hold on, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And you know how hard that must have been. So this turkey's going around, going around, and uh, he flogs it. And on that third time around, the turkey's just going around. I think he was actually going clockwise. I have to look at the footage. But he sticks that freaking red, white, and blue head out. You know, looks like a three-foot-long neck. And I said, all right, all right, let him have it. And <laughs> old D-Wayne dropped the freaking hammer on this bird and just absolutely gollywopped him. I think he did a backflip, and he didn't really flop more than two times, and and that was it, boys. He absolutely, you know, just catowed this thing right in the woods. You know, his shot was maybe 30 yards, 27 yards, where he put the decoy out. Just absolutely a picture perfect turkey hunt. The hens bugged out. They were good to go. And actually, upon further inspection, we were, you know, filming, you know, the end of the video and taking really good pictures. The sun was coming up. It was 745 when Dad shot, and that thing was dead, and he was holding it by the head. And uh, wouldn't you know it, when we checked our camera on the way out, there was another Tom that was completely silent. Well, he might not have been silent if Dad hadn't shot a shotgun, but he was standing there in the food plot, you know, off, you know, back behind us uh, at like 8, 
thirty, eight twenty-five. So I'm gonna go back in after him. Uh, this is Monday night, uh, April third. Gosh, man, it's been a long day. April third. I'm gonna go in there on Wednesday and try to uh, kind of not not redo that scenario, but get in there with him. If he's gonna be conserved, I'm gonna really try to fill that bird out. And if I happen to get in front of him. You know, that I'll, I'll take him, but we're just really just going to try to pinpoint what that bird's doing for a future hunt. But, uh, yeah, man, what a, what a freaking great morning and what a great hunt with a great guy. Like I said, you can't beat a morning in the woods with your dad, especially watching him take a bird on, you know, opening weekend and, and all the anticipation and the planning and the scouting and, and just what a, what a great hunt guys. But if, if you want to check this video out again, I urge you Mojo Buck Productions, go check the video out. I'm going to drop it this week, probably when I'm off Wednesday or have it edited to where I can drop it Thursday night or Friday night so you guys can see it. So make sure you're subbed and check out the video because it is going to be awesome, good footage. You guys heard the story here first. But, man, I'm telling you, I, I just feel revived. I'm, I'm truly, like they say in that the Spring Originals book, I'm truly alive right now, baptized in the spring, hearing gobbles, hearing a shotgun fall, and seeing a turkey flop. Dude, It just it's good for your soul, man. You just feel like, you know, the pressure's off. You can enjoy stuff. I'm sitting here talking to you guys, watching the turkey YouTube video right now, and just loving life. And I didn't even pull the trigger. You know, how, how cool is that? Like, I had just as much fun uh, with Dad, watching him do that, the experience and the memory. And like I said, that April 2nd, 2023 is going to be burned in my mind forever. And what a just a what a great experience, boys. Also, a bonus video that came out of, out of this hunt was, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any footage or, or social media or content on the shop that we do this podcast in, which is my garage, AKA, but the shop, I have a lot. I do my own Turkey fans, especially Turkey capes, which is something I got into a couple years ago. And ever since I did that, I can't not cape one out because I love having the extra feather detail. Plus it's a super fun DIY project. If you're that type of guy. So if you've ever wondered how to immediately take, you know, when you take a bird or you're lucky enough to get one or your buddy gets one and you want to do a cape mount, I did a full how to video on the YouTube channel separately from this turkey hunt. So uh, it's just obviously going to be called How to Cape a Turkey or Turkey Cape Mount, How to, however we do it. But uh, if you type in Cape Mount or go to the channel and check it out, I'm going to have that up this week as well. But it's a super easy, fun way to do your own turkey tail and cape. And it's super easy, guys. It costs you like 20 bucks. You may have this stuff at your house already. And it's super rewarding because you don't have to wait for it. You know, let it cure out for three weeks and put it on the wall, dude. I'm telling you, it is the... Most rewarding way to mount a turkey, you know, other than, you know, spending that thousand bucks or whatever it is now to get a full body mount. So I urge you guys, check it out. Check the YouTube channel out. Follow us on IG. You guys are blowing up the IG page right now. Part-time hunter. Uh, I, I don't think I put the in front of it. I have to look at it. But the IG page for the podcast is Part-time Hunter Podcast. Go check it out. Like the content. Follow it. You'll never miss an episode. I put stuff on there. If you don't automatically, you know, sub to the Apple podcast or Spotify, if you don't follow us on there, you won't miss a second. And again, guys, as always, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the hunt recap. We're going to do many more. I may have success or a cool story to tell you about Wednesday. So stay with us. Shoot us a message. Give us some feedback. And as always, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.